Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. People are dropping out of the World Baseball Classic. Veterans are signings to teams and the rules are finding their limits. The rules are finding their limits. I, I went with it. Didn't really make sense. But I had limited time. Players are finding their limits. Prepare for disappointment. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by Seeky Code John Boy. Preseason is the coast. Episode number 620 on March 6th, the year 2023. Myself, I'm here. I'm present. Jake, present. Trevor, present. BBD, behind the dish, producing. And uh, we got some spring training storylines. World mm. Baseball Classic is about to kick off and a bunch of other stuff. Trev's on a flight out mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. tonight. When are you flying, Trev? You just told me. Tell the people. Tell the people the flight, flight number. Lax. I, I won't tomorrow. do that. It is the Lax at a bad time tomorrow for me. I got to go I mean, on the four hundred five. It's gonna enough. be a parking lot. I am excited. I told you guys before the show. I famously don't pick up blitz balls in between blitz ball battles. So yesterday yep. it was like a sign from the blitz ball gods. I was throwing batting practice to my youth team at the <laughs> bottom of my bag. There's a blitz ball, and it was like pick me up and throw it. Pick me up and throw me. I didn't do it, though, because I stick to my guns. I'm coming in hot for Blitzball 3. I can't wait to ruin some kids' dreams. These Como kids. Come and get it. Wow. Jakey, what's up, up, bro? Uh, Trev, James, I'm Mm. uh, excited. BBD, excited to see you. I hope you uh, pick me up and throw me a little bit when you get into town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big weekend. Uh, Accidentally got drunk. Just, Just took me to a... To a birthday party, I didn't really know anyone there, so I was just in the corner, just sipping tequila sodas, and ended up pretty twisted. Um, one guy, one guy came up, started a conversation with me. Goes, "Not much of a sports guy, but," and I was like, "All right, well, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have much else other range, man." <laughs> he's getting, he's trying to become a Somalia, nice guy. Um, he's trying to become a Somalia, just that, drink wine. That was the thing. He like. He said he's been. It pers- is like a whole thing. He's I been know. pursuing yeah, it for seven easy. years, but he's like not passionate about it. I don't know. I kind of got, got lost. A bad palate. I kind of got lost. So I'm excited to talk baseball. Yeah, Mom told me about the with the fellas. Ones. Have you ever watched like the behind the scenes of like becoming a Somalia docs? It's like the most bullshit industry in the world. I mean, do you are you asking me if I've ever watched the behind the scenes of a Somalia doc? Yeah, <laughs> that was what I asked. I don't even get to the scenes, man. Is that what you did this weekend? No, I, I don't know. I did. I don't know what I did. I hung out with my son. It was fun. It's nice. Uh, Good went, content. I went to the farmers market, and three guys came up, said like hi to me, and that was cool. Wow. I haven't been outside in life because yeah. it's so cold. So it was nice to go back out and start talking like. You know, like small talk, oh, baseball talk. That good, you know. Yeah, I got my hair cut. And what do you um, think, Clark or Domingo for the Yanks, huh? Both. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. We're rocking and rolling on this Monday morning. A lot of energy. Yeah, the there's a lot yeah, of I'm feeling it. positive and negative energy right now. Blitzball battle puts you in a weird headspace. I'm ready. It doesn't get, come so out ready. if you're like if you're wondering when it's going to get released. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> May, so takes a little bit, but yeah, it is going to be a five day shoot: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we are going to be in a zany place because yeah. in a warehouse full of dust, no windows for five days straight. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. nuts. 
kind of All right. your mind. Let's get right back right to the first topic, which is the pitch clock. And obviously we've been talking about this a lot. We've done episodes on it, but there's a new fun wrinkle in that we are seeing teams uh, find the limits of the pitch clock and, and players. And we had uh, a 20 second strikeout by Wandy Peralta, which fired me up. Mm. Uh, just unbelievable to watch. I love Wandy. Made me want to fight Jake in, a, in like a hug fight. From, in a brotherly from, way. In a brotherly way. Just kind of like push each other when you're amped up, you know? In a 10-year-old's wrestling kind of way. Yeah. That's my nightmare. It's all I do is tell my kids, stop touching each other. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, excited to see you. <laughs> then Scherzer, who is literally out there like as an advocate yeah. for the PA, basically, testing the limits of these rules. Almost, even in his press conferences, it feels like he's doing it to find this for all the other players, is how he's, like, talking about it. But he is, you know, quick pitching guys. As soon as the eight seconds is there and the batter's eyes have to be up, bam, pitch is coming. That's what Wandy did. Also, the guy's eyes are up at eight seconds, and now Scherzer's just holding the ball because now he owns the next eight seconds, can pitch it whenever he wants. He also tested limits of zero. And said in his post-game press conference, like, yes. we got to know what is zero. Because <laughs> sometimes in basketball, you have 0.00. And, you know, there's time on the clock with zero left. So what is zero? I think my favorite reply to that was, bro, just throw it before zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy. Uh, and MLB sent out a memo saying, hey, fuckers. Yeah. Hey. Make sure the batter's ready. Like, come on. Damn pitchers, Trev. Those damn pitchers, huh, Trev? So, yeah, Trev, you want to comment on all this stuff first? Would you have had fun with this experimentation and then, and this uh, loophole finding that's going on? I think for the most part, we're, we're getting a regular old pitch clock and everyone's just kind of playing ball with it. But then, like you said, you have these guys like Scherzer, like some of these other guys you mentioned, Wandy, kind of toying with it. I'm okay with it during spring training because I'm hoping it gets ironed out. That's been this whole thing for us this entire time, like – Let's get all the kinks ironed out a little bit. Now, this one's interesting to me because what Scherzer's doing is really the the hold is not illegal. And that one, to me, is going to be the toughest for the hitters to do. Quick pitching is, is, is tough, but when you have to be ready at eight seconds and that pitcher can hold you there until, until the end and then throw the pitch, that's what's going to be tough for the hitters because in your mind – you get set up for that, and then you get set up at eight seconds, and he's going right away. So there is some timing aspects that are going to be worked out. I'm hoping throughout the regular season, like 99% of the time, we're just going to find a nice, peaceful rhythm, and the pitchers aren't going to be trying to exploit this rule to their advantage. I don't, I'm don't. i curious to see how it works with this memo being sent out. They're kind of being – basically what they said, like you said, James, was like, let's can you guys just pitch the ball like reasonably? And I think there's some onus on the umpires now, which is, I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, they can't, they don't need more on their plate." But come on, guys, like you, you, that's your job is to like officiate this game. Like umpires, there still needs to be something, in my opinion, where the umpire goes, "All right, go." You know, we've seen that for hundreds of years, hundreds, about a hundred years. The umpire points to the pitcher and says, "Let's go." I think we need that. When we saw Wandy doing, uh, was getting set really quickly. As soon as the batter's eyes went up, he threw the pitch. And that's half of that is on the batter because he had another six or seven seconds before he had to look up. But I, I still want the umpire to say, okay. I think if we do that, that kind of solves a little bit of everything. As long as the hitter's there at eight seconds, umpire point says, let's go. 
I think everything will kind of work itself out. But I mean, it's spring training. We knew it was going to be a little nutty. I think it's gone better than expected overall. Mm, Even Bruce Bochy likes it. That's how about that for a litmus test on new rules? Does Bruce Bochy like the new rules? And he does. That's huge. Uh, Trevor's opinion is brought to you by Shady Rays. I'm wearing my Shady Rays glasses now. Um, Shady Rays, friends of the company. I think they've got a huge involvement in our Blitzball battle. Um, And Shady Rays, part of the reason, A, the product's good. Bonk. Like that. B, they give one of the best discounts. Code talking 50% off two plus pairs of Shady Rays. Jimmy just said he went outside for the first time. I did. So you're going to be going outside the rest of the year. You're welcome. So go to ShadyRays.com. Use code TALKING, 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Get one for you. Get two for you. Get three for you. Get some for friends. Uh, they're the perfect gift. And they got their loss and broken replacement guarantee. So basically, they're forever glasses. So go to ShadyRays.com. Code TALKING, 50% off two or more pairs. Um, I'm excited. This was the part that I wanted to get to with the new rules, is how are the players going to try to take advantage of it? And, Trev, those damn pitchers, man, they're, they're obviously going to try to take advantage of it any way you can. And, man, that's a bad feeling. Like, you know, again, my, my highest level of baseball is Blitzball Battle 3. And that feeling of when you're standing in there and a pitcher's just holding a ball, God, that stinks. God, that stinks. Pitchers get everything. Um, and no, I mean, Max Scherzer's awesome. I mean, the fact that he's pushing these rules to the limits, um, I like to, sometimes when I'm drifting off in late night thoughts, I think about, you know, if the world was still like militaries and stuff like civil war times, like Max Scherzer would be an awesome general. Um, so would Buck Showalter. Maybe we'll do like a civil war general drafts one day. I kind of um, like that. I mean, but I'm I mean, in. Max Scherzer, like the legend of the two eyed guy. That's just like a murderer and a rule breaker. He would be legendary. He'd be unpromotable past a certain point. <laughs> There'd be one massacre. Well, you're just not going to take, God. you're just not going to take the weapon out of his hand is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, he's always going to be like a field general. Like you're yes. never going to get him into, you know, higher up. Well, Buck Showalter does that. Yes. Yeah. yeah Buck Showalter is uh, amazing on the uh, scout team and strategies and all that stuff. We got here, huh? I would send Max Scherzer after the guy in the Patriot, the bad guy from England. Mm. Yeah. Send Max Scherzer after him. Like, we need you special ops. Like, go kill this guy because he's a menace. I kind of have Scherzer as Lieutenant Spears, if anyone's seen Band of Brothers. Like, he's killed some POWs, for sure. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wandy was awesome. Wandy was awesome. But also, I, I'm, I'm, as someone who loved that strikeout and, and watched it, maybe 20 times straight on loop. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for the umpire and MLB being like, come on, not yeah. that, not that. Uh, it's a little, little much. Just the first pitch. I thought the, re- the next two were fine when the batter was like, okay, game on. And then struck him out. But the first one, honestly, the batter, if you watch that, is like, what? That was the pitch? Yeah. He was not set. And that was your guy, Tucapita Marcano, right? Yeah, that was Tucapita Marcano. So... I am happy. What did you say? (laughs) I'm happy they're finding the limits. And I do think that like this will find its balance because once games matter and it's a regular season, even Scherzer probably focuses more on just getting guys out. Um, 
than doing that. Also, it takes one hitter to be like, I'm going to jump this some bitch. He's not going to do that to me. And then the pitcher's probably like, okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. We'll, we'll be cordial about it. I'm still curious about the stamina aspect of it because you can work fast like that over a, a one or two inning period. But if we're trying to go deep into games like Scherzer does, like how much is that going to affect him? Maybe not him because he's crazy, but some other guys, it's got to. You can't keep that pace up the entire time. So I don't know. This gamesmanship with the holding the, the ball, pitch or uh, quick pitching, I'd like to see it go, but I don't think it's going to happen. So there, that to me means there's going to be some amended rules because it doesn't, that doesn't look like baseball to me. And I understand the pitch clock really doesn't look like baseball necessarily, but when you're quick pitching and holding like almost every single pitch, that's like a whole different thing to me. It's already fucking hard enough to hit as a hitter, man. man if they if they do the whole thing, all they're going to do is speed up the clock. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think you're well, going to have it every couple times. We already have Cueto and Nestor and all the funky deliveries. It's a variation of that. But I don't think every pitcher is going to be holding till the very end. I think it's hard to do that. That's what I'm saying. But it, and it, and if that becomes the problem, what you're telling MLB is so you don't need that much time. <laughs> Man, for True. for some of those funky leg kick guys, I mean, you know, to mess with timing, you know, we we're talking about Max Scherzer. What is zero? You know, if a couple of those guys, Nestor, Cueto, like you said, they could probably hold their leg up there for four seconds. And then throw it if they want to. That's the next level of holding it. I well, wonder. They can. Yeah, they can. As soon as, right? as long as their knee comes up before zero, they can do whatever they want in their windup. Besides the rocking, Garcia's right. new delivery. Right. That's a bunch of bullshit, huh? Oh, so you didn't have to do that? Yeah. You're still just as good without Gamesman. doing that whole damn thing. He's a gamesman, and yeah, I think Trev. The other the other thing that my my brain just jumped to. You know when like the. The hot days of summer really hit, like like that first 94-degree day in St. Louis, and it's just like Midwest heat, and they're like, hey, the starting pitchers aren't going to be – it might be a tight one today. We're going to have some clips of some of the big boys breathing. Puffing uh, and puffing On those there. hot days, man. Uh, so I guess that's something else to watch this year. I'm reading my favorite um, article slash opinion piece – by Bob Nightingale. It's called mm-hmm. Nightingale, Nightingale's Notebook. <clears throat> and one of the paragraphs in it says, really the pitchers will tell you, instead of being stressed having to throw a pitch in the allotted time, they've been surprised how much time they really have before delivering a pitch. Don't say that, pitchers. They are going to speed this thing up on <laughs> you. We're going to have a four-second pitch clock during the season. We don't need that. It was, a good, it was a good episode of Nightingale's Notebook this week, I thought. It was our guy, Jameson Tyone, saying that, Hot. by the way. Hot. He works pretty fast. I think there's some other there's some when other games going, shit going on on the on the bases. Um, David Ross talking about like first and third plays. We have the you know two time disengagement for the pitchers, and they have to pick you off on the third time, or else it's a box. So now, like, what kind of stuff are you going to be doing on first and third? How how far is the third base runner going to get off a third as the third baseman's away from the bag? Like, mm. are we going like? There's going to be a lot of stuff like that that we'll see happen that you can't really plan out during spring training because you don't get those situations too often but they'll they'll be practicing them on the backfields you know trying to get that pitcher to pick off how many times what kind of one-way lead can you take and a one-way lead i'm sure you guys know because you're ball players but a one-way lead is get off as far as you can get knowing that you're coming back to the base you want the pitcher to see you off far to pick off so they want to waste those 
um, disengagements. The same way the the pitchers, when they hold like that at eight seconds, they want the batter to waste his timeout. Same thing the hitter or the runners will do to the pitcher on those disengagements, just big one-way leads. So then they can take advantage of it. We've seen a bunch of, I feel like we've seen like a lot of stolen bases already in spring training. I don't know if it's because of these rules or because of the bigger bases, which no one's really mentioned lately, but I've seen runners go. And guys it, are getting like one, two, three stolen bases a game. I think it's because of the pitch clock rules. That's part of the intended outcome is that there's more speed on the bags. And, and also, um, I think people were saying the shift helps that a lot too. Um, where you don't have a guy right behind second anymore like they had a lot of times where the shortstop or the second baseman, depending, was like right there for the throw. It's more of a whole team play again. But also you saw Zach Granke just pick that dude off uh, on his own. Like and uh, and I know the Mets are throwing over, throwing over naturally. Like they've gotten to themselves in the position where they only have one left a couple times just to see if the leads are bigger. Smart. Uh, yeah, Buck's gonna try all that stuff yeah. and see how it goes. The bigger bags. I was watching this game. <clears throat> there was a tweet out at Yankee Spring Training. I think it was Willie Randolph. Hot like trying to navigate the footwork over the bag. And I, it was like the two coaches, him and Boone, I think like, and they were like looking at it like it was a foreign object. <laughs> and they were like, and like how are you going to, how are you going to pivot off this bag? And there was like all this like crazy nuance. And I was like, whoa, I'm kind of interested in what this is going to do in person. Then I flipped to a Nesson spring game and they're saying how the second base is now the size of a pizza box. They ordered a pizza box to compare it. All right. And then they get a double play where the second baseman has to catch and pivot and turn and throw. And they're like, now let's take a look at second base and see the different foot technique. Oh, uh, it looks kind of just the same. same. The same. The same. And I was like, oh, my God. We're there. Still going for the edges of the bag. That we're still There's still edges to it, and we're going to stay It on was the like no bag. different, completely normal. Now, we'll see if it, other people struggle with it. But I thought it was funny they put so much emphasis on it. And you're right, Trev. Since then... That was the first game. That was the first uh, spring training game when Nesson plays the college at Northeastern, is it? Since then, I haven't heard shit about the bags. I think people are like, okay, cool. Give well, me. I haven't heard anything either. Yeah. <clears throat> give me the YouTube video of retired ball players just looking and talking at the new bag. I mean, that's. Did you see that's the where one I'm we need to about? get to? No, but I'm so into that. I mean, that's. You know, that's kind of the neighborhood joke. Like, the group of dads get together and they're just look, looking at a fence. I mean, to have ball players looking at the new big base is like, wow. Let me find Can you. Can you believe this? Um, I, you... I, I, think the, I think the other thing that I want to add uh, to what you guys are saying, uh, just with base running in general, base running's on the way up. Base running's becoming sexy again. Uh, between the shifts and the pitch clock. And I think it's so funny and we forget... You know, we talk about analytics departments and, you know, these guys are he's coming from MIT and stuff like that. I think for a few years they were like, hit homers. Homers win game, run score. And it's like, yes, you know, we're still trying to tell our guy A-Rod that. But it's also hard, really hard to hit home runs. So if you can run the base as well, that's really good. And you can score runs that way. And I think all the nerds, like, kind of buried that one for a couple years. And now they're like... Base running. Yes. Yes. That's so I, I like that you mentioned A Rod. He loves the bunt. We all know A Rod. Famous <laughs> bunter, Alex Rodriguez. 
I, uh, what, what the base is, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, it could impact your footwork a little bit on double plays as you're dragging your foot across the base or something like that you're going to be on top in the middle of the base a little bit longer. I'm curious if there was like an adjustment period for like a day or so as you're learning your feet around the base, but typically, like I was mentioning, you just stay on the edges. So should I the bases that. have a little more boing to them? Like imagine the shortstop, like the trampoline yeah, like the shortstop comes no. over for the four six three, and Dansby's like up. It'd be some cool there, pictures. Yeah, there was a time. Um, I think they had that. that. There's less now. <laughs> there was a time at the beginning of spring training where there there was a lot of photos of the bases coming out. It kind of reminded me when we had the lockout, and there was all those like stock photos of the baseball wrapped in chains. <laughs> Do you remember that when yes. like everyone was taking a picture of that? Like then there was an article, article written about that guy. How did you how did you think to take those pictures? I went to the local Little League field <laughs> and I just brought a chain and some. It's balls. symbolic that the baseball is locked up. Yeah, Thanks. and now we're seeing like I saw at the beginning of spring training the regular old base with the new base, and there was a picture of all the people taking the picture of that, and that was really that got me a little bit. There was like four photographers like laying down taking a shot of it. We just need one shot, just one shot by one person. You could share it, you know. Anyways, should we do something in the thought. office? Should we like draw out what a new base looks like and just stare at it for a little bit? <laughs> just, I, mean, just I have fall the video. <laughs> I don't know if BBD can put this on the episode. Um, it's a tweet that I'll hold it up so you can see it. But I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, and I know you're gonna like it. It's <laughs> Willie Randolph and Boone. <laughs> Almost like Zoolander, like the files are in the computer. Like, <laughs> just so confused about like. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's doing what I'm talking oh, about. My oh my god, that's awesome. That's some that's some ball players right there. I like that. Just uh, Willie finishing the throw. God, that's so good. Who's got that tweet? Uh, Yankees videos. Oh my god. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I mean, I enjoyed that a lot. And then they just turn and double plays like normal. Just like normal. Uh, all right, what what's that? We saw, we, we saw the Gallo shift. Yeah. And there's been some interesting points made on that because there's some data suggesting that that won't happen during the regular season. If people don't know what I'm talking about, it's we mentioned it before on the show. Since you can't bring the shortstop or third baseman over into that right field rover position, what they're doing now is pinching two outfielders in the gaps and bringing like the left fielder or left fielder over and doing it that way. We saw it with Joey Gallo in a spring training game, and uh, there's been some takes. Will Middlebrooks, a friend of the show, uh, he's talking about how the Red Sox might employ that quite a bit because they have the monster in left field, basically, you know acting as another left fielder for them. We might see that more often. But other teams, because of the ability, you know, the shift, if you beat the shift, it's a single. If you beat this shift with two outfielders out there and the other one back there, it's extra base hits. And that's what we're trying to prevent, like, almost 100% of the time on defense. So I'm curious to see the risk-reward if the guys upstairs are going to be wanting to do that. Maybe certain guys like Gallo, but I don't think we're going to see it, like, across baseball. No, I mean, it, it feels like teams are going to experiment with it a little bit, as, as they always do. And, I mean, the fact that we're only seeing it for Gallo in spring training so far is really interesting, and you wonder what other big lefty pull guys they busted out. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's still a win for Gallo because in comparison to the previous one, remember those highlights we've seen of like Manny Machado down the right field line? Like with still with that formation, there's more grass for Gallo. But yeah, it has to be like a miserable feeling seeing that out there uh, and in what's a very mental game. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, that first time you flick one down to left field and what, that's outside of Fenway, that's a triple, right? Like there's just... Yeah especially a, an athletic guy like Gallo. So I don't know. I, I'm interested. Part of me, and I, this might be walking all over myself because I'm, you know, pro getting, getting rid of the shift as we have. But in this new version, now there's a little more pain. If you want to do that and someone flicks a fastball the other way on you, then you're going to be sitting there. Like that clip of Rich Hill coming off the mound when he was cussing off the shift, I think they bunted, and he's like, there's nobody fucking over there. What the fuck are we doing? That's not baseball. You know, you leave the door open for that. I, I like that they tried it. I think one team was going to just try it, but I mean, if you, even if you look at Gallo's spray chart of balls in the air, mm -hmm. it, it wouldn't work on him. It's not a smart shift. He hits it in the air that yeah. way. Yeah. He hits it in the air to left. I mean, you're, I'm looking at a, a ton. Right. So, but I do... Oh, there'd be some sick highlights, though. Yeah, the Schrudin, center fielder, like... The like who's going to get that ball? Is that going to be the center fielder? Is it going to be the shortstop? Like, I, the race to the ball will be fascinating. Yeah. So in Fenway, that would be awesome. Because it's either maybe that's why short. they're Maybe that's why they're practicing. Shortstop can just run out and get one off the wall. Oh. That's like an advantage. Fenway. Wow. Oh, those snakes. <laughs> that's why there's a whole group of people that I've been seeing online saying, no more, no more Fenway. <laughs> they want Fenway out of baseball. Group, we had I do a, like the shrewd like fruit that. of one guy still getting shifted. Like, I, I don't, doesn't need to be Gallo because I don't think he can handle it. But if there's just one guy out there that just still gets shifted like that, just the one, the shift's gone for everyone. We'll be back, it'll be like back, you know, 20 years ago, and there's <laughs> like three guys that got shifted like that. We were testing out in at Target Field because they had the big limestone wall in right field, mm -hmm. and there's like a hangover of like. The, the stands that comes over and the second baseman they 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 teach you there if you see a fly ball like and you think it's going to be off the wall you start running out because there's so much uh, I guess buoyancy or bounce off the wall that if the outfielder's back there against it it's going to come back enough so we would almost like get rid of the cutoff man and say you just go out there and go for the ball because it's going to come back that far. I think we might see some of that. I don't. I don't know. I remember. Yeah, it was. It was you, me, Garden Hire, Rosario. We were talking about Rosario that. was telling me. He's Whoa. like, Poppy, if it comes off the ball, get moving the other way. And I was like, Yeah, all right, Ed. Um, <laughs> and then me and you and Willie Randolph went out and practiced it a little oh, bit together. We went out. Yeah. We went oh out. My out. God. I mean, Willie Randolph would fuck New York up. <laughs> <laughs> this week, maybe. I'm, I might hit him up. Yeah, hit him up. And, and Joe's together. All that shift talk was brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. Why don't you shift your lifestyle mm. with Athletic Greens AG1? It's great for recovery before workout or even after when you need a little boost. AG1 is so much more <clears throat> than a greens powder. It's all of your key health products. Success your, set yourself up for success with 75 high quality ingredients that give you key daily nutrients and long term. Gut health. Uh, 
If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens has given you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash baseball. Athleticgreens.com slash baseball. There's a link in the description. Joey G, have a big year, kid. I'm obsessed with this now. Like, if Fenway is the only part mm. where you just don't need a left fielder. And I'm looking at Joey Gallo versus fastballs. And, like, yeah, they they don't need a left fielder. It's, it's a pop-up that the shortstop catches, like, running back, or it's off the monster. The four out the four outfielders are done too, right? Like yeah, yeah. So have to be on the so dirt. You three outfielders, yeah. That's good. That stunk. Yeah, that was that was bad. It, only the Blue Jays and the yeah. uh, Rays did it really, and the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I found out. And the, they can still bring one in for like a true five man infield if they wanted, but uh, four man outfield out. And they can do what they did to Gallo, but yeah. Callow. Overall, I feel like I don't know. It every once in a while we're getting a story about the, the pitch clock or the shift and stuff like that. But overall, like the games I've been watching, I haven't. It hasn't been a nuisance or like a, a lot of things haven't really come up. So I'm hoping that that carries over into the season. We just kind of see some ball. Mm. It's sped up a little bit, a little bit of better pace. Um, I'm sure that there are going to be some times though where like. There's going to be big stories. We'll be up in arms about it a little bit. But so far, so good, right? Like if we're going to rate what we're seeing on the field, what do you guys think? Like, what's the – out of 10, are you a 7 on the whole new rule? Spring training's not baseball, so it's really kind of tough. To I don't want to say a number or like a – and then have it completely change when the season really we'll starts. Real game. But I like the general pace of play right now besides when they show the clock the entire yeah. time on screen. If they don't show you the clock, I'd almost rather it, like I said earlier that I, I liked when they were showing the eight seconds, you know, when it counts for the batter and the pitcher. If we get to the point where they don't show it at all, and I, I just trust if an infraction called, then they show me the replay with the clock on there, I think that's how I would broadcast it Right now in spring training, everyone's interested. So you broadcast it with the timer because people are watching. Once the season starts, because if you don't have that clock in your face or you're not getting reminded of it every single pitch, you just wouldn't know it happened yeah. until an infraction. And you would think, damn, they're playing kind of yeah, kind of quickly today. So I think that's the... I hope it comes off the broadcast once things get settled. But I understand why it's on right now. Can you see the shot clock the entire time in basketball games, or does it only show up on the score bug when it's close? I'm trying to remember. I haven't watched it a lot. No, of I think it's the whole time, year. but it's part of the bug down there. So, it, okay, and you get you just get so ingrained in it. But there's also the other timer counting down. So there's just those yeah. other sports have that. I'm 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 with Jim, man. I for some reason I I it feels like some of these like tweets that are coming out about it aren't going to bite people in the ass because they're not that crazy. But I think, you know, a lot of these pitchers in spring training are like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm throwing all fastballs and I'm going to throw one off speed pitch. Like, I, you know, I, we're seeing these tweets that are like, wow, this, this game had 15 runs uh, and it still finished in two hours, 57 minutes. And it's like, well, 
I think in a regular season game, I think they'd be thinking about their pitch selection more. I, I think they're. I, I think there's going to be more time that goes into it. That I think the current speed, it's going to be a little slower come the regular season, but still landing in that right below three 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 hundred three hour area. I think that's right where you want to be if you're baseball. I wanted to mention this because we talked about it before the show. Baseball America ran an article asking the minor league teams that ran the pitch clock last year and saw that two uh, two and a half hour game time uh, throughout the year. They asked them, how were your concessions? Did you end up selling less concessions because people were at the ballpark uh, with a less amount of time? And the resounding answer was no. We sold the same, and sometimes they sold even more. People were more engaged. They were opting to stay for the post-game like fireworks and post-game like mm. running on the field because the games happened sooner. He so said, we saw a lot of people before the pitch clock leaving in the seventh inning. Now they're staying through the completion of the game. So people are kind of at the ballpark for the same amount of time, but now they're, they're actually finishing the baseball game. And concessions haven't suffered, which if you know business, mm. they care a lot about the concessions in the stands. So that's nice to hear that, that they weren't impacted. Yeah, it is nice to hear that for them. I guess. Bring your own food if you want. You can. I, I can tell people that. Bring your own food to the ballpark. Pack a tuna sandwich. I do think you don't have to complain about concession prices because you can bring your you own food. You can work around it, I think, every Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'll still complain about it. I do think they're too high. But, like, just bring your own if you don't want to pay for that. You know what you're getting into at this point. Yeah. You shouldn't be surprised by it. I like if the you idea weren't of allowed like to bring your basic own, foods. If you weren't allowed to bring your own food, yes, we'd have a major, major issue. If you can sell your popcorn, your hot dogs, and maybe like nachos for a reasonable price, and then upcharge the beer like you do, I think I'm, I'm for that. Like If you're going there and you're trying to get shit-faced at a baseball game, you understand what's going to happen. You're going to pay for it. But like, you know, bringing your family who wants your son wants the nachos and they're, they're costing you 20 bucks for, a, you know, a canned nacho cheese. I don't like that. Like, I'd rather have the basics be down. Charge me whatever you want for the beer. But you're right. People need to understand you can bring a cooler into these games and bring your own food. I so wonder. Take advantage uh, of that. The, the Merce Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, they were trying to do cheap concessions to see. Yeah, they've, they've done really well with it. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I, I, it, it feels, I think they're still doing it. Yeah. Like they've, they I think you get a hot dog or burger for like a buck 50, which. It's the Costco thing. You get the chicken or the hot dog and the soda for a dollar 50. And that's never changed in the last like 30 years. Right. The chicken's still four bucks. Like. That's the whole premise behind it. Get people in to buy those staple items, and then they're going to buy everything else. One of my Phillies jobs is do regular dollar dog night, which is mm -hmm. fun. Those got to be gross. Oakland oh, Coliseum. Yeah, they are. <clears throat> Oakland Coliseum trash. used to do dollar dog nights, and it was like a wrinkled up pinky finger in a bun. Yeah. yeah. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. It's better but, than that. But I did, I did that at a Texas Rangers-Seattle game. King Felix, uh, me and my buddy Jared went, and we got so violently sick. <laughs> Eating those, yeah, those pink shrimpy hot dogs. It those like, dogs they sell out of the hot dog cannon too. Sell those legally. Jimmy's happy. We think. Oh, Jimmy's mad. Uh -oh. Oh, found something you don't like. I got no, no. I sorry. I got to go fix my tooth right after this. Right. And they sent me this whole registration form to before oh. you walk in. I filled it out once. By the oh, end, no. I said, 
it's done and now it's out now i'm out it didn't fill mm, anything in oh. so it says log in so i logged in it cleared the whole form so then i did it twice and it just did the same thing to me oh. so now i'm the dummy you're the joke Today's D-backs lineup, Rojas, <laughs> Longoria, Gurriel, Walker, Canzone, Ahmed, Higgins, Castillo, Herrera. So, Yum. <laughs> we play for rings in the desert. Did you like my post? Yeah, I was proud of you, Trev. Growing the game, man. You can't coach without coaching. That was some Yogi Berra stuff out of you. Teddy you with the chain. Call coach without coaching. Yeah. Teddy did with the chain and then pulled it out over the hoodie Oops. for the picture. So good. Sorry Dude, about you. All right. Let me do a quick chain story real quick with Teddy. So, you know, he's there's a couple kids on our team have him. So he wants to be part of the boys. So we were at the mall and he's, you know, they have the kiosk with like the fake jewelry. And he's looking at it. I see it in his eyes. It's like, fuck, look at all those awesome chains. <laughs> so we brought him over there and then we bought him one. I think it was like 30 bucks, you know, nice. it's, it's gold plated or whatever. More expensive than Jake's. Yeah. So he wears it to school the next day. He's so proud of it, dude. He thinks it's fucking badass. And he always is popping it. He doesn't wear it under the shirt. Can't. He's popping it. How, how would people know you're wearing it if it's not out? <laughs> exactly. So I pick him up from school that day, and he doesn't have the chain on. I'm like, What's, what happened to your chain, bro? And he's got it in his pocket. And he said a couple of his classmates said they felt it and told him it wasn't real. <laughs> oh. And I was like, those motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to explain to him. I said, look, it's it's not full gold. It's gold-plated. You know? yeah. I said, do they have a real gold chain, Teddy? He's like, no. I'm like, well, then tell them to shut up. They're play-hating. I had to explain to him what mm. play-hating is. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great conversation. Glad Olivia gave that privilege to you to explain to them player-hating. Teddy goes to school. Hey, my dad said you guys were just player-haters. <laughs> I like reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. Oh, man. Uh, World Baseball Classic, we had the all-dropout team. It's mm. a lot of guys dropping out. It is starting soon. March 8th is the first games, I believe. Yeah. Or maybe tomorrow, even. Uh, we have seen all the teams, all the guys taking off to the teams because there are some pools in, you know, uh, Korea. I think there's maybe one in Taiwan. We saw Dustin Morse out there. He's helping uh. the, the Netherlands with Burt Blylevin. So look out for that team. Old Snicker, but a lot but of dropouts. Can't believe Burt Blylevin's the pitching coach for the Netherlands. I mean, I who who literally at the end of the day, who the fuck am I? But meeting Burt Blylevin for a couple minutes, <laughs> he's a silly character, he's man. Silly. <laughs> oh boy, buying some Netherlands stock. <laughs> <laughs> WBC, uh, yeah, man. You I, want I to go know. over the people that that left or? Who are the recent ones? Vladdy. Vladdy got hurt. That's a big one. Miggy Rowe, and I think he just talked about that on the Chris Rose rotation that came out today. Yep. Um, Alejandro Kirk, he he opted out, I think, last week. He's birth of his child. Uh, and then Seo was hurt. Nimmo opted out. I didn't know that one. Kershaw for the U.S., G-Man Choi. So, yeah, I don't know. I, do, we, do we have any other takes besides... Guys are playing it safe, and that's kind of smart. Do you think there's like a little Blue Jays sneaky exodus with Kirk and Vlad? Vlad's hurt. Kirk, I think they, well, he had complications because he was having a child, and then I think that got delayed. And He's like away from camp. <clears throat> away well. from, he showed up to camp late. Um, but I, this is pure speculation. I did read some Blue Jays fans' opinions on Reddit about this way back when it happened. But, but he showed up to camp late, I, th I believe, because of the birth of a child. Yeah. 
But pitchers and catchers and the pitch clock, if you don't have that time, right. it was almost going to be he was going to have not a lot of time with this, like just the one week. So maybe that's why. And I thought more catchers and pitchers were going to back out going. Yeah, Higashioka's going, right? Yep. Yeah. He mentioned that, like, hey, like, I know it's going to be odd to do it. He's talking about specifically catching Rodon. I was reading something about that where he wanted some more time, but I'm glad I'm glad the guys are staying. Like this is this tournament, the WBC, I think I understand why teams would be selfish with the players they're paying a lot of money to. They want them for the regular season. But in the end, you kind of have to think about what the WBC will do for the game, you know, in the long term. I think this is the best chance to grow the game internationally. Like putting all of the stars out there playing against each other, galvanizing these nations together. Like it's it's kind of beautiful and it kind of like I said, I think it's one of the ways we can really promote the game internationally is doing this. So I'd hope because Mark DeRosa, when he was on Ciro's rotation again, mm. was talking about there are some organizations that were great and they said, Take our guys, like you know, like you know, be careful. So other teams, not no, so great. It wasn't a joke. Want them. Nevin came out and said yeah. He's telling all the, like, I think the Angels have the most going. They and should also go. Nevin awesome, man. told players to go. Yeah. I think it's like, go compete. Get that fire. I love what was, it, dude. Did you hear, did, we never talked about this, uh, Rendon's quote about the difference between Nevin and Madden. Did you, hear, mm, did you guys hear that? that? Oh, it was a while ago. He said, and it was very interesting. You could spin it two different ways. There was the one clear spin. And he said, he like paused himself. And then said, well, I don't want to say anything because if I say that, you're just going to say that Joe didn't hold us accountable. I'm not going to answer that question because if I answer that question, then it's going to look like I'm shitting on Joe. <laughs> it's nice to be held accountable. He's, like he's holding us accountable. I think it's awesome. Yeah. In what way? Like he's. I think Nevin's on their ass. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a. You could see a difference between him and Joe Madden in that regard instead of being like, hey, man, do whatever you want. But Rendon, well, if I do answer this, you guys are just going to say that I'm shitting on Joe. And I was wondering, does that, does that mean like... Rendon's an interesting cat, huh? Mm-hmm. Earlier, earlier in that, he's, he said his identity is about more than playing baseball the next four years. Because he doesn't like baseball. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Famously. He's he's displayed fully. He's just so good at it. Yeah. Well, we know. That's crazy. We know you're not into it. That's wild. I went through that where I was like, I'm I'm more than a baseball player. And then I realized I'm not that much more <laughs> than a baseball player. Kind of that's kind of what I am. And I guess if you're the Angels and Trout and Otani have decided that, that they want to do it, they're kind of the head of your team. So I think you kind of have to open it up at that point too, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I'm so excited for the WBC. I know it's like the beginning rounds are going to be on at, on odd times. and you might Not for you. you. I mean, game. there's going to be some seven yeah. for you. But this tournament, if we get the matchups that we want to get, I think is going to be some of the better baseball you'll see all year long, even throughout the major league season, even in the playoffs, like the atmosphere. If we get the Dominican versus the U.S., if we get Japan versus Dominican, I think that's the game I really want to see is Japan versus Dominican. Mm. I want to see that because this talk about different styles of baseball being, being played too. Like, I think that's one thing that we don't mention enough in baseball is the way the different countries approach the game differently. 
And Japan's a prime example of that, especially in these international competitions. I mean, they know how to play like the game of baseball, moving runners, playing defense, situational hitting. They got boppers too. They got guys that can freaking blow your doors off, but they have a little bit of everything. And then you see teams like the U.S. I don't know if they really do that. It's it's become more of like a freaking blow by you freaking pop homers game. Well, the US. wait till the shift's illegal. What does the Vladdy do for the squad? Who subs in? Uh, Devers? Is he now? Or oh, no, no. Vladdy's over at first. Who's, no idea. Who's going to play first? Let's see the roster. Adamas, Can, Adamas, Cano, Cruz, Cano at first. Cano could. Uh, Devers, Wander Franco, Machado. Oh my god, dude! They got options. Uh, yeah, I'm looking right now. I get. I mean, I, I could see Machado going over there. Who's your worst third baseman? I like Cano. I think for them, Wander. There, who's who plays second? Then Wander second. Adamas said. You got Gene Segura, you got Jeremy Payne, you have Marte. Oh, Payne, all those guys yeah. oh. I would put Machado at first base, like he's a big target. Maybe what if Cano. what if like player GM Cruz is just like fuck it, I'll do it. I'm ready. Eloy? Didn't Eloy play a little first base for the White Sox originally? Yeah, but he might have um get Eloy out of the field. Yeah, he might get the shits. Also get Robinson Cano off the field. DR legend. Bat him first and ninth. I think that's the episode. Watch all these games drinking a blue moon, Jimmy, because we got some veteran signings we got to cover, too. Uh, Oh, yeah. Watch baseball drink a blue moon. Watch Hmm. baseball drink a blue moon. Spring training is here. If you're out at spring training, Arizona or Florida, get yourself a blue moon. Sit in the berm. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. A little sunshine. Maybe take your shoes off. Grounding on the berm with a blue moon. And... If you're not going to spring training, get that Blue Moon delivered. Get the Blue Moon delivered. Check out their options. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Hell yeah. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Co. Golden, Colorado. There's a link in the description. You probably know that. Um, Trev, in probably the biggest news... You are a Rockies guy. It, it was my rocks. It was Kelsey Wingert's rocks. Cole Tucker, who they're, you know, you can tell team spring training plans of who they want to find out about, you know, the guys that bat first or second every day. Cole Tucker, our guy, getting a lot of at-bats, homer, triple. Um, so we're excited. We're excited about that. But they also brought in Malibu Mike. A little 1B3BDH option for your boy. So I think it's fully Trevor's Rocks. Never mind Brad Hand in the bullpen who they brought in. They're making moves. We play for rings in the Rockies. I've always said that. Cole Tucker's raking. He's doing really well. So I've been watching his at-bats. He's been sending me some clips, and then I'll go back and watch the at-bats. I watched him strike out against Kirby, I believe it was. Open with a highlight. That's fine. No, he, okay, he looked good. I was going to say, he looked good. Even in the strikeout, really good rips. Curry made some really good pitches off him, and he just, you know, got overpowered on the fastball. But he's been – his swing looks simple. It looks repeatable, which is what you want. 
the the Malibu Mike thing to the Rockies, I don't know if, how I feel about it because are, are they competing for a roster spot? Because then that kind of right hugs my heart. And, I don't you know, think they are because I think they have Cole up the middle, ideally, whether second, short, and center. And they said, <laughs> and again, I don't know where this quote came from, but they said he's not playing second base. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> On Wednesday of last week, uh, Mike and I were talking about playing tennis and he might join this tennis club. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. Nice. You know, let's play. You're retired. Now I have a friend to hang out with. And then all of a sudden I see he signed. I said, bro, like, congrats, but thanks for the scoop. And his response to me was, haha, I just found out. Now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't have any say in the matter or something. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just a Rocky now. So well, he probably it said, "Go quickly. get get me on a team. Tell me when you do." Do we think they're just sucking up to us? Like the Rockies front office is friends of the pod, and they're just like, "Okay, let's give them Kotak and Malibu Mike, and they'll be oh, nice man. to us." Oh man, it's an easy front office to infiltrate. It's one dude. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out before we end the show. There's some minor leagues or other signings. I guess we'll mention them quickly. The but Taylor Hearn has a massive article in the athletic talking about like the rodeo and stuff so if you're a fan of his you've seen him on the show before go check that out always love the shout out t huns and i should also let people know while we're doing things to be on the lookout for it dale scott came to the warehouse and umped a blitz ball game i got to catch in front of him that was really fun and then we did do like a i don't know how long we went 30 30 minutes 30 minute chat with him so in the next five days in between all the team player profile and projections if we uh aren't able to record one, we might attach that. Attach that. We talked about it. the rules and umping new rules and all the changes there. It was good. It was good. And Dale Scott's still the man. Yeah. Third appearance. Talking baseball. He is mm. good. He's a stud. Oh, yeah. I'm I trying laughed. to watch these Cole Tucker made uh, me laugh hits. Once. I'll send you some videos. They're a baseball savant just like updated it. So you can, I think they're in the process of putting the spring training videos on the website, but 375 batting average, 444 on base. Excited for him. All right. Big week, Trev. See you tomorrow, Trev. Love you guys. I can't, me and Nikki Cassidy working out too. Jake sucks. He's got a schedule and slanging sandwiches out of his room. What a nut. What a nut. I think he's serious. He is. is It's like a a poor review on us hosting players. Like, hey, we have no midnight snacks. I'm handing out chicken sandwiches till I run out. (laughs) Spring training home run leader, Kelnick.